Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. This year, CMS is going to be changing the way that teaching hospitals submit their numbers to CMS in order to get reimbursement for their residency programs. And to help us understand more about that issue, I'm joined by Andy Sutton, who is a senior software architect here at Bessler. Andy, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Mike. So Andy, why don't you tell us how you got involved in this particular issue and uh, and what's actually happening? Surely, surely. Um, I've been uh, writing software for interns and residents um, for about uh, 15 years now. And about four years ago, um, a committee was created uh, by CGI Federal in conjunction with CMS, and it put together the main uh, people uh, in the, the intern and resident system. So we had uh, the software vendors for cost reports, that would be KPMG and HFS, and a number of intern and resident software vendors uh, such as Bessler. Great, and and they're making changes to something called the IRIS submission process. Why don't you tell us what what IRIS is and and a little bit about why they're making those changes? Surely, surely. IRIS uh, stands for Intern and Resident Information Systems, and uh, really what we're doing is a full redesign of the national IRIS system. Um, The the current system in place was made back in the last century. makes it sound nice and old, but um, it used really old, outdated software, DOS and DBase, which uh, by and large are no longer in use. So they're uh, creating a new system that uses an XML format. And while they're doing that, they kind of added a few extra bells and whistles in to help with uh, reporting of uh, IRIS data. Got it. So why don't you walk us through um, some of the changes that are are planned in that process? So um, including the fact that uh, the actual format is different of the files that need to be submitted uh, with cost reports, um, they've added some new um, fields that will help uh, CMS to um, report the different kinds of FTE loads that uh, teaching hospitals have. So They've added uh, inpatient psych, uh, inpatient rehab, uh, non-provider setting FTEs. Um, that would be in uh, clinics or doctor's offices, displaced residents, and uh, new program FTEs. And all these are already in the cost report. The cost report um, is used so that the teaching programs can get reimbursement. So inside the cost report, there's different uh, fields, if you will, that you have to indicate different numbers of FTEs. And based on the, the reporting of those FTEs, uh, the teaching programs get reimbursement. And uh, that money comes from Medicare, and it's, it's the bulk of reimbursement uh, for uh, teaching hospitals and their programs. And so uh, this may sound redundant, but it, you know, obviously teaching hospitals are affected by this change. Are there any other types of providers that are affected by this change? Uh, mainly um, teaching hospitals, uh, any kind of um, uh, system that has teaching hospitals, uh, but uh, by and large, teaching hospitals. Yeah, yeah, those, those that have residency programs. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. residency programs. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, obviously, uh, sometimes regarding these types of issues, they're a bit of a moving target. As we intimated at the beginning of the program, we're not 
100% sure when the changes are going to actually become into effect. So this question might be difficult to answer, but when is it expected that providers will be in compliance? Um, we project that early this year um, they will finally uh, be ready to go. Um, and by and large, most teaching hospitals will be okay because the software vendors were involved. Uh, it was really a good joint effort that uh, they put through. The CMS uh, got us all together so that there won't be any real big surprises. So uh, the hospitals, providers that use software for uh, their interns and residents uh, reporting, they'll already have, they'll be ready based on the software changes that we know we have to make. Um, there could be a, a few out there that the problem will be, did they use the outdated software that is um, being used to report their numbers? And so basically any, any facility, maybe with smaller teaching programs, um, they may have created their own uh, files for submission with the cost report. But in this case, they won't be able to do that anymore in case, unless they have some kind of software architect on site at the provider. They will need to use vendor software. So there is a, a, a section of the uh, teaching uh, hospital population that will need to know that they need to move to uh, software. Andy, is there any other um, functionality that's being brought into the new system that listeners should be aware of? Yeah, there's one other uh, one other thing. There is kind of a big push to make sure there aren't a lot of conflicts uh, with the reporting of interns and residents. So some interns and residents will will have their rotations at two separate facilities, both of which independently report to CMS their uh, counts on their interns and residents. So in the past, it, it was a little bit of a struggle to make sure that different facilities weren't over-counting their uh, FTEs per resident. And with this new system, basically, all of the information is going to be going into one, one giant database, and they'll be able to see and make sure that the reimbursement, the, the counts are all correct and, and there isn't any over-reporting. Got it. And, and if you're in a facility and you're thinking about this particular uh, change, is this just something they need to be thinking about for 2020 going forward, or is, is CMS going to be retroactively looking at any of this data or expect the hospitals to do anything with that from, from prior year? Yeah, we were told that this will only be going forward. They won't be going back and reopening things based on the new rules or anything like that. Uh, so as long as they're set, they have some software that's been updated for the new rules, uh, they should be okay. Great. Uh, for anyone in our audience that uh, is dealing with this particular issue, if you do have any questions about it that, that we can be helpful with, please drop us a line at info at, at Bessler.com. And as Andy mentioned, if you're in a position where you need to have some software to help deal with this particular issue, we do offer a software package called iRotations, and you can head up uh, to Bessler.com, just go into the reimbursement services tab, and you can read more about that. Andy, thanks so much for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Thanks for having me, Mike. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.